<clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Culture Hour. My name is Shelley Smith and I am your host and I am thrilled today to be joined by an amazing woman. She's done so many things in life. Um, we won't be able to tap into all of them today, but we will certainly stay focused and get through as much as we can over the next 20 to 30 minutes of discussion. So as you very well know, everything about this podcast is workplace culture driven. And today, one of the reasons why I want you to uh, meet Kathy on the virtual space here is that she's got an amazing story, but she has worked in an incredible <laughs> environment for um, a long time and she's got an incredible story to tell. So Kathy Eckhart is a career and life success coach. She does amazing things to help people unlock their personal potential and to help them gain momentum inside of their very own genius zone. And I love her so much for that. So welcome, Kathy. Good. I'm so glad to be here. Finally. Uh, I, I, um, as you know, uh, <laughs> we talked a lot in the past about generations and the differences in generations in the workplace. And I would have to say that technology is one of the biggest ones for women who started their careers back in the 70s and 80s. So I am here. That, that is so true. Well, why I, I am still in fear as I turn off my noisemaker. I am still in fear of um, all of the different new technology things. And my kids constantly, constantly laugh at me with uh, how slow I am to go on the computer and the phone and things that I can't do. So, you know, I just let them, let them be. So today I'm actually in front of my tree because I thought we would do it from a holiday theme uh, piece as well. So a oh, little wonderful. different from what my normal um, videotaping is. So Kathy, Okay. I'm going to let you decide what you want to uh, share with our viewers and our listeners. So tell them a little bit about yourself other than what I've said. Well, um, you did say that I have been uh, in, a, in a really interesting workplace. I began my work career after having been a, um, uh, a mother and wife for, for many years, well, a number of years without, let's say I tell people I was 30 years old and had three children before I even got a driver's license. So I was kind of behind the eight ball when I decided to get start and go back into the workforce. Really just wanted a little extra money. And back then, uh, this was back in the mid to late 70s, and that was a time when women were rushing into the workforce. There was a, a huge influx. However, many of them came in like I did. I call it coming in through the back door, through direct sales, which was not super popular at the time. And it was just be opening up for women. And it was a way to get our toe into the workforce. And, uh, and I turned out surprisingly to be very successful at it. I had no idea I could sell anything. And uh, so I, that was a major part of my life for many, many years. And I, I was in the company at a time when Mary Kay herself, the founder of the company, was very active. And so I got to know her on a personal basis. I was actually trained by her. I considered her a personal mentor and uh, kind of like my grandmother. And so a lot of what I learned going forward and was able to pass on to other women, even later when I, I got into more business coaching and with men, I found the lessons I learned from that woman so many years ago um, were the ones that seemed to have the most interest and the most effect. And I didn't even realize at the time how much I had learned, just sometimes just by osmosis, just emulating somebody I admired a lot. So uh, now I work with uh, mostly women, mostly remarkable women who often don't know how remarkable they are. And I help them find what their true passions are. 
and develop their gifts and find a way to step into, take that leap into their genius zone, their zone of greatness. I love it so much. I can't even stand it. I, I've known Kathy. I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting Kathy years ago. I'm going to say it was maybe eight years ago or something inside of a, a local um, women's network, Peninsula Women's Network. For those of you who are not local or um, outside of the country, it is a, a longstanding women's event, a networking event that's actually community that has been around for, gosh, is it, Kathy, is it 35 years now? I think it's over 40. Is it over 40? I know there was just another huge milestone. <laughs> um, so at any rate, one of my favorite uh, sayings I say, I, I, let's dive a little bit more into what you just said from Mary Kay herself being a mentor. I, I really would like to know what are some top of mind adjectives that you would use to describe her? And, and then I want to tie back into the culture that you felt that you saw and that you continue on in with everybody you meet. So how would you, how would you describe her? What are some adjectives? Well, as a leader, as a leader. some adjectives as a leader. Well, she was a very strong woman. What, what, what would you say that? Oh God, is that a, a, what is that saying about it's power, but in a velvet glove, you know, very firm inside, but at the same time, soft on the outside, very compassionate, very caring, very gracious. Um, but at the same time, she was a strong woman. And as I moved into more of a leadership role, I learned more and more about the strength that was, you know, it wasn't the other thing. Uh, it, it, it wasn't, there was no fluff. I mean, it, we think of the pink and the pink Cadillacs and all of that, but it wasn't fluff. It was very heartfelt, very sincere, very genuine, real. The word would be real. She was a real deal. And, um, uh, <clears throat> What are some things that she said or did to keep it to keep it real, to keep it genuine, to keep it hard? What What are some of the actionable things that you, that you had well, to do, you saw her do? One of the biggest ones is um, it really was founded a company founded on the golden rule. She really, really stressed that. And as I said, is the more we went into leadership positions, the more we even heard about that. It was do unto others as you would want them. Uh, teaching, whenever there would be a situation where there, you were undecided, the, the, the question to always ask ourselves was, how would I feel or how would I want this to be done if I were in their shoes? One of the things that she often said was in most companies, P&L stands for profit and loss, but in our company, it stands for people and love. Oh my gosh. And she really, really carried that through all the way. You know, back in my early days as a sales director, I was a consultant for a little while. And then I became a sales director. I was kind of new with the job of leadership. And, and, um, but I had a lot of ideas. And Mary Kay was going to come to the area, our area. She was going to be in Williamsburg, Virginia. And I was given the job of getting some publicity for her. And I, I was also on a committee. So I had this brilliant idea. We should have a contest and let all the consultants, it would be the, from, not just, they would be coming in from North Carolina all around. We'd probably have 1,200 people in the ballroom. And we would have a contest that they could achieve. And if they got those, the, the, you know, the, set the standard, they'd get to have their picture made with Mary Kay. We, we were blown away by how many people achieved it. It was a high mark. And when, and Mary Kay went along with it. I forgot to ask her permission, but she was gracious. She said, okay. <laughs> when she saw that line and she was supposed to be the speaker in the ballroom and she, she got me aside and she said, now, Kathy, 
you're going to have to move them through rather quickly or we won't be able to have a meeting today. So I tried, I tried, and she just wouldn't let me. I, every, I tried to like move one aside and bring the next one up and she'd give me that look, you know, like I'm in the middle of something here. Don't push me. You know, it was sweet, but it was firm. And so when we finally got through the line, we had to, we had to send other directors ahead to start the meeting. So she and I were running through the hotel lobby to get to the ballroom. And she said, oh, I hope everybody's not upset with me. But this was just so, so important that she took that time with every single person in that line. And that's when I really, I mean, I didn't ever doubt it. But seeing it in person like that, I real, when she looked at you, you were the only person in the room. And I've tried to do that through the rest of my life, to listen deeply, to look at people when I talk. Uh, if somebody else came up while she was talking, I watched how she do it. She'd kind of like, let's say she was talking to me and somebody else was going to interrupt. She would kind of put her arm around me to let me know that I was important and that they were the interloper. And she'd say something gentle to them and she'd be right back to me. It was that, that the graciousness is all I can say. Oh my God. And then, and I have to take, can I tell another story about yes. another? Yes. Around that time, my little daughter had a broker arm very, very seriously. And she was in traction in the hospital. So I put a picture of her in her interaction with her arm up in the air on my newsletter. And I sent my newsletter to Mary Kay. I didn't know she ever even read it. Within a few days, Kristen got a personal handwritten note from Mary Kay and a gift, a little necklace with a star on it. And uh, so shortly after that, um, uh, she was going to be coming to the, to the area, the, the time, the event I told you about. And I was setting up publicity. So I, I set up a, a, an interview at a, at a television show. And I took Christy out of school so I could see, she could meet Mary Kay in person. Well, we walked around the back room and everything, and Mary Kay held her hand. Kristen wrote her a note. And Mary Kay put her glasses on, read the note, and put it down. So later at the event that night, she came to me and she said, Kathy, I'm so sorry. I've lost your little girl's note. I don't know where it is. And I said, you know, like a good mother, I said, <laughs> I said, oh, don't worry, Mary Kay, she'll never know. Well, Mary Kay must have found it, obviously, because she wrote Kristen another note, uh, replying to little things she put in the card that Kristen had made her. So it was these personal touches that I think made the difference. Well, I have to say today, not realizing you know, one thing about the culture hour is the conversations are meant to be authentic and off the cuff as we're doing right now. And cause I don't like anything rehearsed. Well, unbeknownst, but you know, for the higher beings that you, you and I both believe in today on my other podcast that I do um, every day, it's called your morning commute. And so today on the morning commute, I talked about six traits that great leaders have. And this is crazy because you're absolutely, well, not crazy, it's good. You're talking about one of the really, really important ones, and it's know your people. Know your As people. a great leader, and anybody can be a leader. You don't have to have directories. Anybody who's got followers is, is a leader of sorts. But great leaders know their people. And you just talked about what she did. And you clearly, for those of you who do not know Kathy, um, those nuances of Kathy, how you lean in to a conversation, physically and mentally, how you lean into the conversation, 
when you're with people, you absolutely, I personally feel very important when I'm in conversation with you. So you definitely emulate that. That, that reaching of the arm or the shoulder or the, the tucking that you talked about that I feel a part of the conver conversation in, the, in, in its an intimate in a non-invasive, inclusive way. So I have to preference, especially in today's environment. You, you absolutely do those things and those are things that great leaders do. I cannot stress enough, no matter what kind of relationship you have inside of your workforce, that very essence of what you said is probably the most foundationally important trait that leaders need to have in good practice as human <laughs> beings too, right? Right, right. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. It's know your people, it's taking those personal times. Probably the things that she did prior with the personal uh, photographs that you had set up is what made it continue to grow because you're still telling this story how many years yes. later and you're oh, one person of thousands right right that have the heavy stories Absolutely. Tell, tell us some more things that you experienced um inside of the mary Kay culture any any other stories like the ones you just gave were great <laughs> <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry about my voice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because it's just that time of year. I hope I sound sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time, Mary Kay was going to be in um, New Jersey. New Jersey, and there was some kind of a cheap raid on airplanes. So, and and she it was uh, she was re receiving I think the Horatio Aljo Award or some big award, and she, they, so we could get tickets from the company for free. But I had to get people from Virginia to New Jersey, and I got like four cars were I I rented cars and uh, got I think I got about twenty some consultants to go with me, which was a big deal at that time and uh, to just hop on a plane, go to New Jersey. I had a consultant who said she knew this area, Piscataway, New Jersey, like the back of her hand. Well, it took so forever to get our rental cars. She did not, we got lost. We were almost in New Rochelle, New York. So we thought, oh my gosh, we are going to be so late. But well, we arrived just in time. Mary Kay hadn't even gone into the ballroom yet. But 1,500 people had already filled up every seat. So my people, it turned out to be a blessing. We had no seat, but we were ushered in and could stand on the side right where the kitchen entered. And so Mary Kay came into the ballroom through the kitchen. She walked by. Every one of my people who were standing there, she touched their cheek. She signed their date book, all those people. But she was there. She touched their arm. She walked by. She said, good morning. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that was such a lesson for me that I'm here. She's getting ready to present in front of a huge audience. And uh, she took time for everybody along her path along the way. That was just another time where I got to see her up close in person where somebody else might have rushed right through. I remember once going to one of those big rallies where all these big, big public speakers come to Hampton Roads and we're at the Coliseum. And afterward, I happened to be working with Zig Ziglar and he had a booth and I was with him at his booth. And I noticed all the other big speakers didn't seem to want to talk to anybody when they were coming on or off the stage. But certain people like Zig Ziglar or like Mary Kay always took time for everybody. In fact, that's why they had to have people around them because otherwise they would never stop talking to people and they never get up on the stage. But um, that was just another experience where it was not planned. It wasn't photographed. 
It was just being who you are. And uh, her big thing was that, that we heard a lot was that everybody has a sign, an invisible sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Yes. And she would tell us, pay attention to that sign and that will make all the difference in your business. Again, I love this so much. It makes me think about um, when I first started working years ago in Marriott, Mr. Marriott did the same thing. It was a rarity to see him and then generations to come as they join, as they join uh, Marriott International. But when he was on site, you knew that he was on site and you felt like he was there to come see you. Mm -hmm. that, 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 uh, focus on the people, because that was where I learned that you take care of your employees and everything else happens. You don't have to worry about literally anything else. So again, what it is that you just saw makes me think about my warm thoughts and why I'm still very fond of, of anything Marriott related is because of that saying. So again, that's what great leaders do. That's great leaders do. You know, we, in general, overcomplicate it through, you know, devices <laughs> and all the other things around us. If we just keep the relationships real and conversational and, and intentional, exactly. that's really what we need to do in order to to grow. And I also love you just so casually. Oh, I was there with Zig Ziglar. Did you guys hear that? She was there with Zig Ziglar. So again, clearly, again, somebody who knows and gets it and lives in the storybooks, right? I mean, Mary Kay and Zig Ziglar went to the same church in Dallas. Oh, and, wow. and at one of my very first events, uh, Mary Kay had brought him out as a speaker and he gave her a lot of credit for helping him in his early days become known by bringing <laughs> her up and things. And so that's how come I got more of a, got to have a little bit of a relationship with Zig. So at that particular event, I was doing the same thing I was with Mary Kay. He was signing autographs, talking about the redhead. His wife, he called, he's called her the redhead. But I was supposed to be moving people along so we could get to everybody and, and still catch his plane. So they, they were very much alike in that, that nature. But you know what Mary Kay also used to say? Um, she said, when we were starting, we were a little company. And uh, she said, we were a little company trying to be a big company. But now we're a big company and we're still, we're trying to act like a little company. So the little person, she's, you know, she taught me that everybody gets a birthday card. And then when I first joined the company, she personally signed them later on. I'm sure they were stamped, yeah. but I still sent every one of my consultants a birth. I still send, I send, I send 20 birthday cards out to people every month because Mary Kay said, you know, and that's another thing. I do email a lot of those kind of things, but you know, so many people don't get personal things in the mail. Yeah. Everything is email today. And those little personal touches are just as important as they ever were. And uh, so, and when somebody died in the company, somebody like a director, and if uh, like when, when uh, uh, my father-in-law and mother-in-law died, I remember I let the company know, Mary Kay personally wrote me a note. Um, and they were a personal handwritten note with a little card I put in. Uh, sometimes I have done made some major things. Like we, we did a video together. We weren't in it together, but we each did part of it. So after she uh, viewed the video, she sent me a beautiful letter telling me she finally got to see it. And she said, you did something I didn't do, Kathy. And I, this is in her letter. I said, what in the world? She said, you smiled. 
<laughs> she said, I didn't like myself. I wasn't smiling. Yeah. So I still have that letter and I treasure that letter. Or the time she came that we're talking about, I still have, I still have that little postcard she wrote me within two days, thanking me for what, what happened while we were here. And that's what she said. Uh, people will hang on to that written word. Yeah. And I would go into my consultants' homes, and their little notes I wrote them were still tacked on their refrigerator. Years later, they're still having my note on their refrigerator. So we don't do enough of the personal things. Yeah. <laughs> now I realize um, my grandkids tell me they can't even read my notes because it's in cursive. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> So it's, true. It's, it's definitely true though they don't even teach you how to do that in school anymore I don't I don't think so yeah I, I think I, the last thing if I could say is um, the last thing that helped me in business wise and I think people in corporate world, you know listening to your people as you say really giving them a voice and really listening to it but she always said people will support what they what they create Yes. So involving them as much as you can in the creation of anything, letting, asking them for their ideas yes. doesn't mean you have to use everything, but let them at least know that you're really listening to their ideas and using what they, you can and praise, 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 always sandwich your criticism within two layers of thick praise. And those would be some of the biggest things I learned from this amazing woman. It, and, and definitely, again, all relevant, all spot on. The, uh, the notion of feedback, there's a lot of conversations these days around feedback, give it, don't give it, what does it mean? Do you distill the sandwich effect? What is it? You know, at the end of the day, I'm a huge believer in direct feedback, but giving more positive feedback. Because when we know what we did that sparked somebody to go, oh, that was good, we want to know what that was specifically. So, you know, I, I would take it to the, it's not enough to say good job, but what did we do a good yeah. job on? So we can repeat it, repeat it. So rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, specific praise. Yes. You did yes. that great because, like, because you smiled. It wasn't just great job. It was, this is what I noticed about you that you did so good. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. And again, the, uh, the authenticity in, in uh, intentional conversations of people. Again, years later, you and I are both, what you're saying is making me spark <laughs> what I thought about people who in my life mentored me in those, those moments. I remember um, my first general manager in Marriott was Bob Coulter. And uh, I was an intern then. They call it, they, they call it a manager uh, in development program. Bob Coulter, I have no idea, anybody who's listening, but if you were ever touched by, not touched, gosh, but mentally in your <laughs> mindset of Bob Coulter, he was the most amazing boss leader that I believe I ever had because of those elements that you just talked about. When you're in conversation with him, you felt like you were in conversation with him. Yes. When he gave me feedback. He told me very much what was spot on. And then he would always ask me, what do you think you could have done better? Yes. What were you thinking when you did it way before any of these things, you know, transpired. So it's, it's amazing how things stick with you and people who, who do those things don't realize what the impact is that they're leaving on you. No. And um, anyways, and that's, that's one of the things that I love about you, Kathy when you you sparked in that focus and i know you kind of go in and out of the notion of the genius zone but it yeah. is at the core of 
What are your strengths? What are your passions? What is it that you're good at? Keep doing that. Stick right there. Keep doing that. And again, it's right off of the conversation that we've had today. Yeah. Well, I knew our conversation was going to be good today. And I knew that you would give our viewers and listeners some great tips. Thank, Thank you. I didn't realize how synced we would be between the two podcasts and the thoughts today. But I knew you would bring it because you always do. So um, we, are at, we are out of time. Kathy, are there any lasting tips that you want to add on to that positive feedback, that authenticity, those real relationships, those things that make people great leaders? Or is there anything that you've learned that was a huge lesson that maybe you haven't shared yet before we put a wrap on today's episode? Well, I'd just like to share that every Mary Kay used to, last thing she used to say that I really took home was the seeds of greatness are planted in every woman. We just have to nourish them. And, and that, that was so important. I was the shy little housewife. Now, more women that I know or work with today are not shy little housewives. They're corporate women. They're very successful. They have a lot of influence out there. But I still find that many times they do not even recognize their own greatness. And so that's what I'm all about. I am trying to be in my little way, my own little way of Mary Kay, where I can help find that seed of greatness in them. And instead of calling it the zone of genius, I now call it the zone of greatness. And I, I look for those seeds of greatness and I help them to blossom. Because so many times women think, oh, they feel if, if you tell them they're good at something and they think, oh, anybody can do this. They just don't recognize how brilliant some of the things that they do so naturally really, really are. So that's where I come in. And um, I have watched women just totally blossom because, you know, I find that as far as we've grown, I mean, we have come such a long way in the last, let's say Mary Kay founded her company 50 years ago. Oh my gosh, she would love to see women today and how polished and poised they are in all circumstances but i still find gaps in their confidence level absolutely i still see those gaps and and i just want to even women who are very influential and successful yeah. and that's where i i really want to help them to realize just how great they truly are beautiful kathy what's the best way or the easiest way people who want to know more about who you are <coughs> where do we direct them what, what, what's your contact? Well, KathyEckhart.com. KathyEckhart.com. If you put my name somewhere, they can spell it. Uh, but it's, uh, or BiggestBoldestDream.com. Either one of those girls will take you to my website. Kathy, uh, Finding Your Genius Zone is my business page on Facebook or I'm on LinkedIn. So any one of those ways are a great way to find me. Beautiful. And for those of you who are listening, uh, Kathy's, Kathy spells her name, first of all, with a K. So K A. T-H-Y, and then her last name, Eckhart, is E-C-K-H-A-R-D, as in David, T as in Tom. You said that so well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So again, my name is Shelly Smith. Thank you so much for joining Kathy and myself today on another episode of The Culture Hour. Any questions you have, any suggested uh, guests that you have, please make sure you message. If you want to um, have more from Kathy, you heard all the ways that you can definitely find her. If you still can't find her, you, I know you can find me and I'll connect you. So <laughs> until then, remember culture matters, but it starts with people. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining me and another guest for the Culture Hour. If you want to go back to past episodes, make sure you follow the podcast on any of your favorite apps and devices. If you're looking for a daily dose, a little short snippet, then all you need to do is hop over to the other podcast called Your Morning Commute. Thank you again for tuning in. If you're looking for questions, other speakers, more topics, by all means, reach out. Shelly at PremierReport.com. Remember, culture isn't built in a day. Culture is built every day. Are you spending your money and your time and energy on repairs? Are you spending your time and your energy defining and maintaining? Be safe out there.